In this episode of Octal FM, we take a look at some of the more technical aspects of one of the biggest stories of the last few years. We're going to chat about how companies like Cambridge Analytica used and continue to use techniques such as big data analysis, machine learning, and hyper-targeted social media advertising to allegedly influence the way we think, behave, and vote. Welcome to the episode of Octal FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we were discussing and thought it would be interesting to also discuss with you all of the tech, specifically, behind everything to do with Cambridge Analytica uh, mm. and all of their targeted data uh, towards people, sort of like, they, what do they call psychographs, I think they, used to, they yeah. called it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this was specifically off of the back of watching the documentary on Netflix, The Great Hack. Yes. Um, which I really enjoyed, and you recommended to me. But after watching, I thought it was a bit too political for us to talk about on the show. Mm, but mm. there's some good tech stuff there that we can kind of delve into. Yeah, it's sort of like a, a complimentary look at... Cambridge Analytica in a bit more of a nerdy detail rather than this made Trump win we want to talk about well like what were they actually doing right Mm. like what was the because it's because it's interesting obviously it's creepy but also at the same time it's interesting and I think that there's a balance right because everything including the great hack tends to demonize like make the tech out to be almost magical Mm. and any tech that you don't understand is magic, right? Like that's a, there's a, I can't remember what the saying is, but there's a saying well, about Well, it's like, that, is like, it Isaac Asimov? I think it was or or like uh, something along the sort of lines of like, magic is just technology you don't understand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that right now it still feels like that's the case with the stuff that, that came out of Cambridge Analytica and it really isn't magic. Uh, and it's also questionable how effective it actually is. Yes. You know, there's a lot of, certainly the great hack and the media would like you to think that it is very effective and maybe it is, but we can sort of talk a little bit about how it works and then maybe that'll actually help you uh, listening to this maybe make your mind up about how effective you think it mm. is or was um, because that's kind of an interesting you need to understand how it works a little bit to sort of understand the concept of whether it is a bad thing a good yeah. thing an effective thing a not effective thing kind of thing like you said it was very easy to make the moral arguments both in the documentary and just in news in general of like oh it's morally very terrible and yeah maybe the overall use of the data and what they did with it was or is because yeah. <laughs> like it's very hard to say if it's still in active use it almost certainly is to some extent oh, yeah. <laughs> um but the tech itself is 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 completely innocent as it were like the tech is still interesting and could be used in a multitude of different ways mm. uh, not just in this really creepy kind of very morally dubious way so i yeah, think it is worth that... discussing it outside yeah. of the usual discussion point of morality and politics yeah and and don't get us wrong like the stuff that went on was definitely not okay and some of it was questionably illegal 
if not now, then later when we invent some laws that make it illegal. Yeah, you see, that's um, the difficult point, isn't it? Like, yeah. because, like you said, all this technology is both quite new, but also very poorly understood by basically yeah. everybody, including, like, people yeah. who are experts within sort of legal fields of, of digital legality. It's yeah. really hard to say what's okay and what's not okay and how to, you mm. know, plot a law against it. We're very much in a time where technology, obviously everyone says, you know, technology moves so fast and blah, 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 and all of that kind of thing. And that is that is no more true than with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about here. And if you're not familiar, just to kind of set the scene, you probably are familiar because it was covered a lot in the media. But... A story broke a few years ago about this company called Cambridge Analytica. Uh, they were based here in the UK and they worked with political parties uh, from all around, the, all around the world. And they applied a lot of data science, a lot of big data and a lot of technology and, and sort of social, social media and social media advertising to very quite invisibly influence in inverted commas people by showing them advertising and imagery and essentially propaganda right yeah i i, I kind of think actually you can summarize this as like 21st century propaganda yeah right that's what cambridge analytica were doing fundamentally that is what it was and they used a lot of tech to generate rather than just like you know doing leaflet bombs over a city you are showing individuals targeted information advertising whatever that most appeals to them so yeah. rather than broad stroke advertising and posters and you know your country needs you type stuff you are showing people individual things that will resonate the most with them through the power of lots and lots of data and that is essentially what cambridge analytica were doing and that's the key word that you use was targeted this isn't so much a case of well we kind of think that white women in this particular area of the country are going to vote this way and we want to do this with them it wasn't as broad as that like it no. wasn't it wasn't breaking people down by one type of demographic it wasn't about your race or your religion or your gender whatever this was breaking it down and everything else as well like it was taking yes. so many different variables about people that they wanted to target and really distill it down to the perfect combination of like you say targeted advertising slash propaganda yeah to make them do exactly what we wanted to do and and yeah. to get that to happen is not super easy like that's a lot of data we, we've kind of yeah. talked about big data in the past when we've talked about sort of like machine learning and continual trudge of ai towards becoming more and more advanced and that's mm. essentially what this is yeah agreed and actually it's interesting that you you draw that comparison between demographic information and sort of like other stuff, right? And that was the, when we're thinking about like distilling down what, what went on with Cambridge Analytica, you know, when we were talking about this and I, and I said to you, you know, okay, well, what, what are the questions? Like from a technical point of view, what are the things that you're interested in? And, you know, I think probably one of your first questions was like, well, how did it work, right? Like, how did they do yeah. it? Break, um, break down the magic, like pull back yeah. the curtain behind of the man behind there, you know. Yeah. And so the first thing was exactly what you just described. They they had an idea, right? And the idea was rather than targeting people based on their demographics, why don't we target people based on their personality? And if we target people based on their personality, personality 
is in their opinion and you know maybe it's true maybe it's not true in their opinion is what drives behavior right and in politics that could be how you vote right so it's quite difficult to know people's personality right like you can easily find out whether some what, what gender someone is or how old they are or whatever but personality is an interesting one and so what they did cambridge analytica joined two things up okay what they did is they got people to take a personality test okay they paid people not that many people right a few thousand maybe which in the grand scheme of things is not that many people uh, they paid a few people to take a survey a personality survey which sort of distilled them and gave them scores based on five different factors and it doesn't really matter what those five factors were there were five kind of factors mm. if you like like how open are you how empathetic yeah. are you and that kind of thing but that's more of like a like you say data science thing apart from yeah. a tech thing yeah and whether that's the a tech good, doesn't care what you ask yeah it. exactly it doesn't matter it's just a number right it's just a number on a, in a category but the trick, the clever thing, that's fine, right? Like personality personality of 5,000 people, cool. Now you can maybe advertise to those 5,000 people, but yeah. that's not, you know, based on that information. You can sort of make an assumption and say, well, people who are more open, we should show them this kind of advert. And that's interesting, but that only works for the people that you know their personality. So Cambridge Analytica's real trick, and it's not very complicated, but it's a good trick anyway, is that they did that survey via Facebook, and they did it at a time when Facebook was a lot more lenient about the data that you could get as a third party. Uh, so as a third party, and I was and, uh, some of the work that I did as a dev, in, we did similar things, not on the creepy, not in a creepy way, but in the sense that Facebook used to give you a lot more information yeah. than you really needed. And the information that they would give you is they would give, give you information about uh, pages that you liked and, th and like your interests. They would give you, you would be able to get some information about your friends as well. Uh, and that was the trick. So what they did is they, they could essentially take the people who have done the survey, the like personality survey. Yeah. They would also get a list of all of their likes, right? All the things that they clicked like on on Facebook. So that could be everything from a restaurant that you liked or all of those weird me Facebook meme like, you know, me meme pages or yeah. like groups about stuff or like political groups right that you've liked or bands that you've liked or books that you've liked and all of that kind of stuff and they then use that to build a model and predict a personality based on the things that you liked and that was actually off the back of some previous research that someone else had done which and, th and this previous research which was quite a bit before Cambridge Analytica I think basically said that you can quite accurately predict like someone's race someone's gender someone's age based on the things that they like on facebook so cambridge analytica really took that and they then used that to essentially then mean okay well we know accurately what these five thousand people or whoever's personalities are we can then predict people's personalities based on the things that they like and also a bunch of other data all around the edges but let's just focus on facebook likes for the time being i think what's most interesting about all that though is that in essence that's not all that complicated like you say to find out mm -hmm. certain types of information about like you know uh well this person likes this particular thing which means that they have a higher likelihood to vote this way or that way or have a feeling about this on a personal level etc yeah. that they can then use 
but it isn't just that one individual thing it's combining all that data together to make it so targeted like and it's about predicting those two yes. joining those things together by essentially you can't do that on an individual scale right there are there are hundreds of thousands if not millions or tens of millions of different facebook pages that people like right so you can't you as a as an individual you wouldn't be able to be like oh well people like some random facebook page about like a character in a in a movie you can't then join that up with and say oh those people are have a tendency to be more neurotic than others yes yeah. it's like like that's where the big data piece comes in right computers and lots of number crunching can give you those predictions that a human wouldn't be able to make no so at that point, they've got now all this data about all of these people who have basically given it away on Facebook for free. Yeah. And they've generated a model that basically looks at every person's, like you say, personality, really, like, which is what they were targeting, wasn't it? Yeah. They're predicting people's personality. They don't know for sure, but they're predicting it based on information that seems fairly innocent. They've combined it with other data from other people to make a, a guess about your personality, which they say was very accurate. And what they've then done, and this is sort of, they've got everything now. They've, they've gotten the data, they've done all the prep work, and it's now time to use that data for something. And that is by creating targeted advertisements, propaganda, yep. towards very targeted specific groups of people and types of people to get them to do whatever they want to be doing or whatever Cambridge Analytica was being paid right. to do, right? In right. this case, well, most famously rather, is the Ted Cruz and the Donald Trump campaigns in America. Yeah. But that's not yeah. the only ones. Like the other kind of well-known ones, for example, are uh, the Leave campaign here in the UK uh, for, yeah. for leaving the EU. And then there was also like the Great Hack also talked about some of the other sort of stuff they'd done previously as like a almost like a, like a test bed for things like in Trinidad and Tobago, for example, and in India. And they turned all this data and used it to to create advertising to reach a certain goal. Yeah, exactly. So basically, once you've got that information and once you can draw a, a parallel between, okay, well, people who like, like the targeting is is interesting, right, from a tech point of view. And this is something that, if I'm honest, I like, I find I put a lot of, I put quite a lot of blame on Facebook here mm -hmm. because Facebook makes a, as a, as a person who wants to sell adverts on on Facebook, or sorry, buy adverts on Facebook, which obviously is how Facebook make all their money. So you and you got to remember that this is their this is their business, right? This is their bread and butter. So the functionality available to you as someone who wants to advertise on Facebook is very good, right? Like you get a lot of stuff, yeah, because you pay for it. And what you can do on Facebook is that hyper targeted advertising. So this is an oversimplification, but imagine if imagine you're Cambridge Analytica, okay, and you your personality model, your your modeling and your and your big data and your guesses say that people who like the page Luigi is the best Mario Bros. <laughs> yeah, are on average more empathetic than everyone else. You can go onto Facebook. And this is what they, this I think is what they did. It's a simplification, but this is what they did. They could then target people who like that page, right? Because Facebook gave you that ability to be like, advertise, show this advert to people who like X, right? Have this interest. 
you could then advertise directly to those and you could advertise to them based on what your model predicts about their personality. So you would then show them an advert that appeals to someone who is empathetic with the goal of making your advert more compelling than just a blanket advert to someone based on their demographic and you would still demographics was definitely still a thing right you're still going to use demographics as well but that's the technology that's the sort of the functionality that is available to you in facebook and something that always staggers me is even today right 2019 and and this isn't what cambridge we're using but if I go onto Facebook and I go and, and I go to make a new advert, I can go to make a new advert for Oxal FM, right? Like it's a Facebook page, so I can run ads. I go on there and I go onto the audience targeting section. Okay. And there's just so many choices of mm. how I can target people. Even today in 2019, after they've reduced it, there's still so much choice, including things like most likely to engage with right with right-wing American politics. Yeah. Like, there's literally an option in the categories that lets you pick that on Facebook. And that functionality, which Facebook was making available, and they were making it available because it sells ads, right? Yeah. It lets people... It, it encourages people to buy ads that are very effective. You know, that's still around. And it was even worse back in the day. You know, Back, I back in, like, reading, 2016, when it was being utilised as we know it in uh, right. from the controversy... So it's interesting that the tools were kind of already there and had been there for quite some time and being yeah. used, but it wasn't until uh, Cambridge Analytica came along with this enormous data set right. to and really they used it, for bad, used right? it like, to its maximum potential. Exactly. And I don't think even Facebook realised oh, hey, people are going to like infer people's personality off the pages that they like. Right. They were just like, well, we can just let you target people based on their interests. Like, like you want why to sell so, like custom what? cat food. Right. Well, yeah, then you right. can target your ad to people that like pages about cats. Exactly. Like it's like, why is it so harmful to let people target ads based on what band they like? Yes. Like it's like, well, it does mean it does if it means that you can target people that on average are more neurotic and yeah. are going to and your ad is going to impact them more. I remember reading an article which I'll share from 2014 and it was about pranking a roommate like it was this guy who pranked his roommate using hyper targeted facebook ads and it was basically there was a trick where you could i I think they've removed it now but facebook used to let you upload email addresses of people that you wanted to target (laughs) on facebook and you weren't allowed to do like one person right it had to be like a whole load of email addresses but what you could then do is then say is then if you had like 50 email addresses of people where one is a guy and the rest are girls, and then you could use another filter to exclude all the girls out of the yeah. group. And then it's actually only that advert is only going to be shown by one person. Right. And this is functionality that has been on Facebook for so long. And it was, you know, in that article, I remember reading that article and being like, that is so like, how clever is that? Like to like target someone with a Facebook ad, like an individual. And then you could just imagine like, if you were looking at that from a more evil point of view and you're like, hang on, wait, I can, sh- I can like get, I can pay money to put my message in front of individuals, <laughs> like on an individual level appeal to someone mm. like that's crazy. Um, so but yeah, that's yeah. You've got the adverts out there now, these really targeted adverts, which can also be sort of like slightly edited and tailored chosen to individual people on the fly by an algorithm as well. Like that's something we've sort of maybe glossed over a little bit is that Mm. this is somewhat automated too. Like if the algorithm detects that like this particular advert of like, 
I don't know, vote for Trump because of, you know, the wall or whatever he promised right. to build isn't working so well in, say, one particular state or one particular demographic of yeah. pe- people that it's been targeting that one at. It'll just yeah. choose another one that's been created by a group of people sat in a room somewhere, you know, yeah. uh, and use that one instead and see how it goes, see which is the most effective. I mean, Google already does that for you. It's like, which is the most kind of like successful ad, uh, ad that yeah. I've been running for the past two weeks, you know? I, I don't I don't know how many people, maybe people realise this, but sometimes I tell people about it and they sound a little bit surprised so if you want to run ads on google or facebook or twitter or any of these right what you don't run one ad right you run like 20 with all different little different bits of wording in fact google encourage you if you try and run like one ad on google they're like "Eh, you don't you don't want to run one ad you want to run like 20 ads like change the wording a little bit and you basically try loads of different wording and then what you do is you let's say you're trying to sell something right you can then You run all of those ads and then when someone clicks one of those ads and then they come onto your site, if they buy something, you can make your online shop send a signal back to Google to say, hey, that person that you sent to me, they bought something. So we know that that ad works maybe better than the other ad. Right. And then Google will then use that information automatically. You don't, as 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 an advertising person, you don't need to do anything. Google will automatically use that to raise the bid, right? Because you bid for for ad space, essentially, against everyone else that's bidding on the keywords, like if it's, you know, dog food or whatever. And it will raise the bid because you can also tell Google how much it's worth. Hmm. So you can say, oh, that was worth $25. And Google's like, cool, I'll raise the bid up to a max of, you know, $15. And if it if it works, then you get five dollars profit, right? Yeah. And then you can literally just it just self improves by itself over time. Now, so that's already there, that's set up. Now imagine that on a political level, right? right? Being exactly. done for politics, it it's so. This is really where the muckiness and, and the real creepiness comes yeah. in. It's like, well, the advert where we had a guy holding a gun didn't work too well for this particular group of people. So let's maybe have it so that the gun's being pointed at him instead. You know, right. something like that. That's really insidious. But yeah. that is exactly what can be done with this sort of technology. Exactly. Being able to really, you know, it's no longer about just like putting posters up and being like, did they work? Like, it's it's not like... um. It's the difference between like top down, like thinking, oh, I've got an idea about a good, a great poster to get people to sign up for the army. It's the difference between that versus I'm going to watch people signing up, work out what made them sign up and then do more of that. Yeah. Like that's the, that's what all the, automated that's what Facebook, as well. Yeah, exactly. All completely automated. So the only thing that makes it difficult though, unlike a physical item that you buy like the dog food right where you can get a really solid yes or no did it get bought because of this ad yes or no policies doesn't work quite that way because there's no Mm. way you can then at least in theory connect what that person voted for in whatever election results they did to what advertisements they actually received and which versions of it they received so although you can get a general idea of like well we targeted this ad at these people and we have an idea that these people sort of voted for this thing like you know seven eight weeks in the future whatever it's hard to judge how effective this actually was which is sort of one of the the talking points of cambridge analytica Mm. after the fact wasn't it so oh well it actually wasn't actually all that effective you know the special source wasn't really all that special after all yeah I wouldn't like to say either way, right? Like, I think that there is still a question of how effective 
this is, right? You can measure the effectiveness of the adverts on an individual level. So from a technical point of view, you can see how long do people watch my video advert? How many people like it? How many people post a comment on it? How many people share on it? Right? And that's sort of like the small scale those adverts are more effective because more people are interacting with it. Yeah. And if people are interacting with it, that's probably a reasonable sign that they are like doing what you want it. them to do. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you can monitor people over time. I don't know if Cambridge Analytica were doing any of that, but you know, if you are keeping track of people's likes and you know people's likes, then maybe you can watch them change, right? And see how their behavior changes yeah. over time. I think we've still we're still yet to really see strides in that area i think that that's something this is still something that we're only really able to get feedback on a on a short-term scale and not on a long-term scale and yeah speaking about cambridge specifically you know we don't we don't really know and that's kind of scary right like we don't really know how effective this stuff was whether it did make a difference or whether it didn't it probably did (laughs) um it probably made some of a difference yeah Um, enough of the difference that it made the result as it was yeah exactly so although it's kind of difficult to really truly judge how effective everything was and the results speak for themselves about whether it it was successful but specifically individual people it was successful and you've done it now you've used your data for what you intended to use it for and the company that's hired you said right cool thank you very much we don't need this particular data anymore job done well what Mm. happens that data then right because it's not like ballot papers that are then just thrown away or recycled mm. or whatever, right? This is data that it just sticks around. Like, there's no need to delete it. The amount of data right. that this comes up is a lot of data in terms of numbers, but in terms of, like, data size, like, in terms of, like, kilobytes, terabytes, megabytes, whatever, right? It's pretty small because it doesn't yeah. need a lot of data. So this is very easy to store. We actually did the maths, right? We were like, the Cambridge Analytica said we have 5,000 data points on every like every person who lives in the US. So that's like 320 million people times 5,000 data points. And then we were like, if every data point is half a kilobyte... Yeah, which, which is, is very v- generous as well. Very generous, because we're talking like a couple of numbers. That's less than a petabyte. And a petabyte is not a huge amount in, in today's world. Like in today's world of big data, that's not... It's big, but it's not crazy. No. So, you know, having a data set on the whole population of the US is not ridiculous. It's like any business can any business with a bit of money to throw at it can look after and interact with a data set of that size. Like the tools are available from a technical point of view to deal with that kind of data. And you've just seen how effective that data has just been used in uh, an election, you know, you and you're fairly convinced that that's that's the reason for it. So you no need to get rid of it. Like why would you right. not just keep it for any number of reasons yeah so one of the things that i was really curious about especially after watching the the great hack documentary as well when they were talking about everything after the fact was how on earth can you then secure the fact that that data is deleted because that was one of the things that uh, i believe either Katie analytical was told or they told like one of the particular teams of people was right delete the data we don't need it anymore well that's it get rid of it what yeah what happened was there's sort of like stuff around you know, Cambridge stealing, in inverted commas, some data from Facebook. And I think what it was, was that at the time, Facebook gave more access to their APIs. So like the technical way that you pull data out of Facebook, if you told them that it was for research purposes. So you could be like a, you know, a researcher and be like, I'm going to 
I'm, I want to do some research on, I don't know, how, you know, social graphs on Facebook or whatever. And Facebook would give you slightly more access than normal. And I think that was how that original personality test data was formed. Mm. It was like a, a, an academic was like, Facebook, I want to do a personality quiz on Facebook. Right. And they gave them access to build that app and do that, which anyone can get. It's open and public. I once did a, a rich list DNA uh, app on Facebook where you would answer some questions and it would give you it would tell you your spend DNA and it would compare you to other uh, to like celebrities and right. tell you how uh, <laughs> how like close you were to the way that they spend their money. And yeah, so you building Facebook apps, you know, back in the days of Farmville, right, was 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 like an easy thing to do. And if you're an academic, it was even easier. Uh, and so Cambridge allegedly bought that data from an academic and then used it for commercial purposes, which was against Facebook's terms of service. And when Facebook found out about this, they were like, guys, you've got to get a shot of that data. And Cambridge were like, yeah, we totally, yeah, no problem. We totally deleted that data. <laughs> and allegedly, I don't know if it's true or not, or if it's been confirmed, but allegedly they didn't delete the data and they carried on using it. And so, yeah, it's an interesting point. Like, it's like, how do you, how do you, in that situation where like data has been stolen or been gathered and now people don't want someone to have it anymore? Yeah. How do you get shot of it, right? How do you guarantee it's gotten rid of? Because it's yeah. not like, say... Uh, a physical document of identification which yeah. can be proven as like the original document data is just data like it yeah. can just be perfectly copied and this is this is something that um the eu has been tackling recently yes yeah right? exactly. because we ne- we now have um gdpr the global global general general, general data protection was, yeah. something that has like a part of it is is something that's always existed in a way but has now been sort of turned into something that's got far more weight and impact and that's sort of the right to ask a company to delete all of your data Mm. right so you can contact someone and be like tell me what you've got about me and also get rid of it now interestingly in the if you watch the great hack one of the guys in that did this Right. And requested their data from Cambridge Analytica and Cambridge Analytica in the end. And this is hilarious. They just didn't do it and then got fined for it. And that's like a crime. Right. They were that was like a criminal thing. And they and rather than giving the guy that his data, they just refused and paid the fine. And like like that was like illegal, like they committed a, a crime by doing that. Which is mad because this data more and more and I think more people are becoming aware of it, like especially with. Uh, the GDPR in the EU making it such a a largely known fact. It's, it's your personal property in a way, like it's your digital yeah. property. I mean, I'm imagine, I'm guessing it's because the amount of data they had was perhaps a little bit embarrassing in terms I mean, of like it's yeah. obscene. Yeah. But, but how how do you safeguard that? You can safeguard mm. your own property by putting it in a safe, literally, or locking your door, you know, or carrying it on you. How do you keep this data who is being held by anybody who can make a copy of it safe? And then how do you get rid of it? Really get rid of it? Yeah, that's a good, like... You don't. You you can't, right? Like, it's, it's, it's... From a technical point of view, it is difficult to understand if t- data is truly destroyed. In the case of Facebook giving access to people like Cambridge, they they gave people access in a very broad way, right? And you, can, you, you don't know what people have then done with it. Um, so what you then have to do is you need... It sounds like Facebook didn't have, like, a third-party audit done. 
and they can come in, come on sites and essentially go through, you know, you, you give them blanket access to all of your systems and they go through and make sure that everything is gone. Now, of course, you can hide something from a third party audit, but if there's a contract involved, then legally that's a that's you're, again, you're, you know, you're breaking some kind of law or contract. As Cambridge Analytica showed, like they kind of just don't care yeah. when the fines are such a laughably low amount that the amount well, that it would cost them to do just is worth it to pay the fine every time. And to some extent, that's one of the good things about GDPR because GDPR, the fines are uncapped, right? And they can now be, I think it's like 2% of your turnover. Yeah. And like British Airways got fined like multiple, like multiple hundreds of millions of dollars. The Like just recently, it was one of the first big fines um, off the back of GDPR, where previously the largest fine was like half a mil or something. And, and they, they went were just from like, half a yeah, mil to whatever. like $138 million, <laughs> which is like significant, right? Even if you're British Airways. And so that threat has definitely like caused people to be more careful. And like as a software dev working with lots of different clients of all shapes and sizes, honestly, like the amount that companies are now talking about GDPR and being like, mm. guys, we've got to like, we need to like, what do we do about GDPR? How do we make sure we can delete people's data? How do we make sure it's secure? How do we like, honestly, I'm in a good way. I am being asked that question from a technical point of view all the time by my clients now. And that just shows how positive that impact and, yeah. the, and the threat of that enormous fine for businesses that aren't committing crimes like Cambridge Analytica, uh, allegedly. allegedly, you know, for normal businesses, that has done a huge amount for the individual to feel more confident that their data is being looked after and yeah. that they can ask for it to be destroyed. We've definitely, we're definitely going in the right direction, but against bad actors there's less you can do right mm. because they're not going to obey gdpr <laughs> so it seems like the tech isn't at a point where you can do anything curatively it has to be preventatively you mm. have to stop it from spreading to begin with but once it has done there's not much you can really do about it at that point and i think that it's worth you know this whole episode has been quite doom and gloom sort of talking about how there's a lot of tech and it's kind of running away with us and it's very difficult to look after it and stuff like that and something i kind of wanted to touch on was sort of i guess like how as an individual you know you can protect yourself to some extent from th and and be aware of this stuff going on and the impact it has i think knowing about it Right. And knowing that this stuff is happening and, you know, when you see adverts or you see suggested contents on websites or social media, you know, it's OK to enjoy that content. But always remember, like you're being suggested it because like people know stuff about you. Right. And and that's it's very difficult. You can think like, oh, I'm in control of my own thoughts, but you're not no and you're not and 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 you need to be aware of the fact that you're not right i mean and the scariest thing from the great hack that i came here with is the the idea that what they're doing is essentially weaponized psyops that the military would have used like yeah. and that's essentially what this is right and it, yeah you can it kind say of is. I, was, like I was having an argument with someone about that not an argument a debate with someone about that where i was like that's a bit extreme and they were like is it though is it extreme and i was like Okay, maybe it kind of isn't actually because it's everyone has that. Oh, advertising doesn't work on me, you know. Yeah, but it does. Like, yeah, of it may it does. not work quite how you think it works on you, 
but it's still working on you in other ways like yeah it's still me even if like you see an advert for like i don't know the new snickers bar or whatever and you're like yeah but i don't like snickers you're still aware of that snickers bar and yeah. you might just talk about it to someone oh i saw an advert for snickers bar but i don't really care about it well you've just advertised that snickers bar to that person so it has yeah. worked on you you know and then yeah. and that is and really that's- broad like kind of blanket advertising and that's still effective now you target people so precisely with all of these data points with the data that people can get so freely and easily well up until very recently it really it works like it yeah. really does work yeah and so you've you've got to be aware of that right and you've got to be aware of the fact that what you're seeing online is a limited worldview right and i think this is the biggest thing forgetting advertising for a second as well you've always it's weird right like everyone in the back of their mind knows that things like facebook and google and twitter and and you know any company that is providing you something for free people know that in the back of their mind if something is free then you're the product right and and i think that this whole thing around you know super effective in inverted commas advertising and sort of using innocent information about you like what band you like and what you know what cat videos do you click like on you know can be used to form an idea about who you are as a person to then manipulate you in a way that you're not necessarily expecting whilst you're using a service which is free you know and i think that that's the thing it's like people are like oh yeah but it's fine like it's free but i don't care like it doesn't matter sort of thing but it's like ha ah, you've you've got to look beyond the the simple and you've got to think about the inference yeah. uh, you know and the things that people can do with data around the obvious like it's not about like oh i liked this heavy metal band so now i'm going to get adverts about heavy metal bands gigs near me or whatever which which in itself is is quite effective and 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 sort of and always useful specifically like it can yeah and like sometimes this stuff can be used for good and you know and i think that it's very easy to just completely demonize this in its entirety but also being shown adverts that are useful is a good thing. Yeah, right? like no I want to... to know what I want to like look at. <laughs> yeah. It's great for me on my Facebook. Like, it, so it shows me the adverts for like the most recent upcoming games. Like, oh, I yeah. forgot that was coming out. That's great. I'm going to go and like, get that. Exactly, and that's the thing. Is like I in, in, I support that sort of thing. The problem is, is that that falling in the wrong hands is just like anything falling yeah. in the wrong hands. You know, it can be used for for bad, and you've got to be aware that that can happen. And I think that companies like facebook and like twitter are waking up to the fact that they do have a bit of responsibility oh definitely um and it's taken a very very long time for them to get there and they've got a long way to go but i do also think that they will be a little bit more responsible because otherwise people will eventually leave right like they do need their users as well but yeah i don't i don't really know what my sort of summary point is there i think um, the summary th- point overall is that in typical uh Oxl fm fashion that big data and the continuing evolution and spread of the internet into all aspects of our lives affects us in ways that maybe we didn't think about maybe you didn't mm. realize yeah. and it's very easy to say like you say oh well whatever i don't really care but it starts to get to the point where this is now just as important to know as you know knowing the 
information about where you live like you know is it a safe area to live should i walk down this particular street at this time of night um you know just general real world information this is just as important now Mm. yeah it's true it's true it's important to be to be wise to this stuff your online presence is basically just an extension of you now Mm. and you wouldn't think about leaving your passport out randomly on a table in the middle of like a busy street but that's essentially what you're doing when you're browsing the internet like completely unprotected you know clicking on all sorts of things and giving all your data away same sort of idea really exactly agreed data is is very valuable because it can allegedly win elections (laughs) so we've gone away a little bit doom and gloomy uh of, of that and the tech in almost always can be used for really really good things or kind of like pretty insidious things like it has been in this instance but it's only going to get more intense because the tech's going to get more understood it's going to get more refined and then more big data means more ability to do just this and that's all that's going to continue to happen is the spread of the how big data is used in really interesting creative and more efficient ways Mm. um and like you say i think the best way to not necessarily combat it just to make it not a threat i suppose is just be aware of that you know make make yourself more knowledgeable about what companies do and how they use it for you and then act accordingly yeah exactly exactly yeah it's it's been interesting to talk about. Mm, definitely, sure. like um, I didn't like in the said in the beginning of the episode. I didn't really want to delve too much into the morality side of things because a that's been covered in plenty of other places that are far mm. more qualified to talk about it than we are. But b I think this sort of discussion falls in line with a little bit of an Octal FM like staple now of like yes, the internet is awesome, but you also need to be a little bit more careful about it. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And hopefully you've enjoyed this, enjoyed listening to this. I know it's a little bit of a little bit of a departure from some of the stuff that we talk about but it's on the lines of sort of the tech side of things and sort of looking at things from a broad overview point of view Uh, and if you have found it interesting then definitely do let us know you can send us an email show at octal.fm you can send us a tweet 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 on the (laughs) on the old uh data stealing social media (laughs) that is that is twitter maybe from a throwaway account uh at octal fm on twitter and you can come and find us on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to talk about Facebook now. After Facebook. all this, com. right, we absolutely need to get like a sponsorship deal with like ExpressVPN or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so true. Like this, this would Bear, sell right? so well. They would give us so much sponsorship money. Come for on, Tunnel Bear. Hit us up. Hit us up. There you go. Um, yeah, you can come and find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash OctalFM. And yeah, in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Sephron. And catch us again for another episode of OctalFM very soon. Sorry, one second, I'm just going to get my inhaler. I think it's the heat in here, it's like... Affecting lungs. See, this is how dedicated my co-host is. He I know, is I'm just dying physically injuring himself to bring you this excellent technical discussion piece. Exactly. You should be honoured, listeners. And go through. Is that an ice cream? Bag? Yeah, it is. What's your else going through on the uh, on the mic? <laughs> Yeah. You just have to not talk while I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, it stopped now anyway. Okay, great. 